Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. The River Avon by Slippin' Mickeys on AO3. Rated Mature. Stonehenge had called to him with its mythical bent, the ringing of its igneous bluestones, a clanging tomentum to the spiritual hole inside of him. Scully filled her own with the tenets of mythology of Catholicism. Mulder usually filled his with her. But despite the misty sunrise over the Salisbury Plain, despite the muddy history he could feel through the soles of his feet, the drums of an ancient harvest beating with each thump of his heart, it felt less magical and venerable without her by his side, and he'd caught an earlier flight west, the needle of his compass locked on the true north of her. Things just weren't as fun without Scully there to share them. He came home to find her contemplative and mercurial, questioning the meaning of things, her cobalt gaze turned inward, shaken by the stare of a long-fingered golden Buddha and a tunnel vision flash of her life. She has suddenly and tumultuously become a believer in fate, and the awakening conks her out mid-thought, Agenoria come to rest. She is his scully but isn't, and when she appears at his bedside later, her pencil skirt dropping to his floor like a freshly shocked. Her pencil skirt dropping to his floor like a freshly shucked husk. He says nothing, just lifts the edge of the blankets covering him, inviting her in. Outside, a storm rages, and the light in his bedroom is a dim gray, muting the colors of her, the things that shine the brightest, into a sooty, smudged impression. They both give, and they both take, and he hears her pant the name of the god that she had earlier forsaken. His sheets are rumpled and her skin is hot. He has never felt so alive. When at last she's above him, cresting into a billowing upheaval, she pins him with her eyes and tears streak down the sharp contours of her face. He can feel her at war with herself, can sense the protracted battle of spirit duking it out in the night of her mind. Shh, he whispers. Let go. She does so loudly, with teeth and nails and a throaty, breathy moan. He is still breathing hard, sweat on his brow, his groin tacky with the evidence of their coupling, when she tucks herself into the lee of him, pressing her soft skin into every piece of him she can reach. If you ran something like a Geiger counter over her, it would erupt in a flurry of activity, he is sure of it. She is somehow more than other women, and it isn't just because he loves her so fiercely. She is Otrera, a being of creation, a goddess in disguise. This is it, Scully, he says into the soft flame of her hair. This is the Alpha and the Omega. This is the only life we get. She is silent beneath his lips, but her arms, wrapped loosely around his ribs, cleave to him with force, as if she has suddenly recognized her own mortality, as if she has suddenly recognized his. She is gone in the morning, but there's an imprint on the pillow next to him, and the smell of her is still in his nose. Rainwater clings to the windows, obscuring the view outside. Sometimes he understands why storms have the same names as people. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, 
you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.